Joe Burrow, I think we can compete with Joe Burrow. Who day wanna win with Joe Burrow? Either way, who day we love you. And welcome back to Fuck You. We like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, per usual, is my man Lloyd Johnson. Lloyd Johnson, how you doing this week, man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Fresh off a week at Go Bananas. I just hosted for Grant Lyon, who is fantastic. Um, I heard they were good shows. They were really good shows, man. Um, I was going to say, the Saturday early show was legitimately one one of my favorite shows I've ever hosted at Go Bananas. That's awesome. Because I got a message ahead of time from Tina, one of the old waitresses at Go Bananas. Yeah. She's the best. And she... um, she knows, like, sign language really well. Like, she taught it, like, Cincinnati State. And she messaged me, like, hey, um, I know some sign language interpreters that are going to be at the show because there's a going to be a deaf woman, like, that's going to be attending the show. Yeah. So it was, like, a packed house, and there were sign language interpreters on the stage with us. And it was the coolest shit in the world. I've, uh, I've actually, just for that reason, because uh, one of the times I was up at, Liberty, uh, I think it was, uh, I think it was a Big J. No, it was, I think it was the Bargazzi. There was an interpreter there, and I was like, man, imagine a sign language interpreter for Big J. Uh, you gotta get creative with some, with some insults on the fly, because that guy yeah. is, but, uh, I saw, I was like, I ought to go back and brush up on my sign language skill. Like, I took sign language all through high school, and, and, really, even did a couple classes after, or whatever. I was like, I gotta interpret for the clubs around here, because, at least you know somebody who knows some bit of like comedy and timing and whatever. And it was with uh, Bargazzi. <clears throat> well, I just I happened to see somebody up on the stage doing it. That's when I had that thought. Like, I know enough that I could go back and you know, and, like sign language interpret. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, because um, so the middle act was Chris Seamer. <sighs> Imagine interpreting for the dirtiest comic in Cincinnati. How do you say shit beard? <laughs> no, uh, I was going to go up after Seamer's set and say, uh, now I know how to say jizz biscuit in sign language. <laughs> so Seamer goes up on stage and says, uh, uh, now I get to find out how to say jizz in sign language. And I'm like, damn it, that was my joke. I think you still could have went up and been like, well, we learned jizz biscuit. If nothing else, like we did. And, uh, so Seamer told like a really – he has this bit where he tells the dirtiest joke he's ever written. And backstory, there's two – there were two sign language, sign language interpreters that were like flip-flopping back and forth. 
and right right after Seymour told that punchline, that one sign language interpreter got off stage, and the other one tagged in. Yeah, that would not that that would be brutal. Like to it's exhausting. Not, well, I'm saying if you're not if you're, if that's not your cup of tea too to have to do that, I imagine would be like if you're not like a big comedy person or you know or easily offended or whatever. I can imagine yeah. that being. I just nightmare. never had uh, my act done in sign language. And I have one joke where I like kind of like do like a thriller walk. It's like a creepily walk, like, come here, pretty lady. And um, the interpreters were doing like mini pantomimed versions of my act outs. That's awesome. I, think that'd be I didn't know that, but Grant, the headliner, brought it up and it did really well when he said that. I just think it'd be fun <clears throat> as an interpreter to get to do some of those because there's uh people think of sign language it's all just hands but but it's your expression it's it's everything like you know everything's visual so and everything's very not 100 percent true direct okay i'm saying in most cases yeah that's how it's so and that's how it's perceived i have a lot of deaf friends and, yes and you know all of them are big gesturers big and they you know a lot of them emo- uh, a lot of you know a lot of emoting a lot of you know, adding flavor, if you will, to the okay. sign. So, like, uh, one of them, super, super blunt dude, he's, <laughs> like, Division Two national wrestling champ runner-up, like, just no-neck giant. And watching him go from, like, that mean face to, like, super expressive, silly stuff really? on signs. And he's very blunt. So, like, he saw me not too long ago, and he just pointed at me, he's like... And I was like, yes, I did get fat. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he's sitting there just laughing... Just having a good time. And, and thing, and I was just like, oh, it's ref- I forgot how much I enjoyed, like, just the bluntness of... <laughs> of who he is. Well, I mean, just a lot of deaf people in general, there's a lot more direct with anything that's visual. Because it's not as taboo to them to point out something visually different. Yes. And, yeah, it was just hilarious because one of the first things he did, he just pointed at me and just, uh, you guys can't see it, but I'm pointing at Alex and then making, like, a gesture like my cheeks are puffed out. And he's like, yeah, I got fat. And when he does it, like, his whole face is, like, he literally puffs his cheeks out and, like, squints his eyes and turns his head. like. It's like Blake Hammond's joke where um, he goes up to the pastor and he's like, it looks like you've, it's like, hey, Blake, it's been a long time. It looks like you've gained some weight. He's like, yeah. And, and also, also with, with you. you. <laughs> well, we say it in your spirit now. <clears throat> but, so... After the show, we went up to the interpreters. Uh, shout out to Phil and Veronica. I don't know your last names, but they were awesome. And so we asked them, like, did they like the show? And then she said they were rolling the entire time. And I'm like, yes. And I did the one sign that I know, which is thank you, which is like hand on the chin. Yeah. Hand on the chin forward. And they were they were super nice after the show. Um, so we, shout out to them for making that happen. It was a really cool experience. Yeah, it's it's well, always fun to brush up against something like that that you kind of – you don't always think about, but getting to see it experienced by somebody else in a different way than is normal, I think that's always fun. It is. One thing I, I was going to bring up about people that are deaf, like some people that are also blind, can't. I've read that like you can, they can put their hands on top of a person that's signing and recognize what those signs are just by feeling. Yeah, uh, there's a girl that went to... Uh, the school, St. Rita's, uh, and her name's Ala. Oh, okay. LA. And uh, she always would compliment my hands because it was very easy to read because my hands are big. How do you learn that as a blind and deaf person? 
Um, it's tough. I, I yeah, I figured that. And uh, like she she was a little lucky because she has like she's not a hundred percent blind, but mostly like, she has little bitty scopes where she can kind of see the shape and whatever. Okay. Which I imagine made it easier, but each case is you kind of find the right way to just relate, you know, a thing and then spell it out in their hand, and they get used to okay, this is the, the same way you kind of learn reading just in a lot tougher that's insanely tough and i i don't know how they do it and props to them but i'll, I'll say this uh ollie jennings uh the what ollie jennings okay she was funny she ended up i think going to uh dartmouth like very bright very funny and you just you're looking at like this girl has shit that I would never want to even imagine having to deal with, and just super sweet, super nice. You'll love to see it. Yeah, she was uh she was cool. She uh she would uh she counted on smells a lot, which always amused me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess if that's uh well, yeah, your other is it true that your other senses are heightened? No, you're just more aware of them, like. It's not, it's not like they work Okay, better. that makes sense. Because you have what? Smell, touch, and... Taste. Taste, yes. I can't believe I forget what the five senses are. And smell and taste are basically the same. Like You're smelling with your mouth. <clears throat> it's yeah. taste. Yeah, I mean, snakes do it with a Jacobson organ, but we don't have those, so... Didn't know that. That's a trivia question now. News to me. What's up? Zookeeper. Well, yeah, man. Well, you're the one that makes the cakes. Yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, made a made a couple cool ones this year. You made a. I saw another one on the news recently. Um, they had one for Fiona's birthday, but I didn't do that one. The keepers did that. They just. I thought you did that one. <clears throat> Not the the one, most recent one. The, the big one last year I did, and then this year they had like a smaller. Do you do that by yourself or? Uh, Usually Thomas helps me, who was actually going to be on the pod with us today. Yeah, we'll, we're going to get him. We had some scheduling issues. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have him on next, next month. month. Um, but yeah, Thomas is usually, in all honesty, he helps a lot more than he would ever admit that he does. Like, there's been more than once where they do it on a day I'm not there, so I'll have everything put to like everything prepped and ready to go, and he has to put it together in a rush and get it there and blah blah blah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they always get kind of. Like oh, I didn't really do it, but they they do a lot. And That's awesome. Yeah, well, we, Thomas, what's his last name? Claggett. Thomas Claggett. We'll get him on next month. Yeah. He's a former UC uh, football player, defensive lineman. No shit. Big boy, giant smile, one of the happiest, nicest people you'll meet. Fuck and also, yeah. looks I like, love those people. And also, looks like if he got slightly irritated with you, he could remove your head. <laughs> oh, so he must have been a bouncer in a past life. Uh, I think he's too nice. I don't know if he'd want to be really? a bouncer. Like, I don't think he would enjoy... Like, he's the guy who would sit there and want, rather drink with you, and... and <clears throat> I think he'd be good at it. I just don't know that he would enjoy it. Yeah, because all bouncers... Because I've worked in bars <clears throat> for the fucking longest time. Bouncers have just... There's that small part of them. There's that really small part of them that just hopes they just get to let someone have it. All right, so I was a bouncer for years and uh do tell yeah there absolutely is especially depending on where you work where'd you work uh i started working in metropolis okay that's i'm guessing that doesn't exist anymore 
Uh, I don't think so. I hope not. Where is uh Was that Forest Fair Mall or Cincinnati Mills Mall now? They have bars and malls? Uh, it's like on top of one of the parking garages. It was like three giant clubs all together. Like anyone listening, most people know what it was. It was Bourbon Street and then it was Metropolis. And it Are there was... even like nightclubs in Cincinnati anymore? Yeah, I'm sure there's some. I don't... Like um... there's one like on the outskirts of downtown called Energy. Yeah, I don't... Or something I, like that. I'm, I'm out of that loop so far. Like uh, if you can get me out of my house, I might go to like a really divey bar, but... Like, um, you seem like a rake's end kind of guy. I'm more like a tavern. Northside Tavern? Northside Tavern. I've never junkers. been there. Really? Never. I, I like Junkers. <clears throat> yeah, I, I love Tavern, Junkers, Chameleon. Like, that's one of the reasons I live down here in Northside, is just I always like this area and the people and the... Yeah, they're chill as hell, and... I was... Man. Yeah, the only bar I can think of in Cincinnati that even comes close to being a nightclub is Gallup Park. It's down at the banks. It's What's like that, uh, Tokyo Kitty-ish. That's clubby, isn't it? It's a karaoke bar. Okay, well, I've never been there. I just saw pictures and it's a fun place. Okay, it looked kind of clubby to me, but again, I've never been. So it's like it's a bar that serves like fancy, not, not like fancy, like a hundred dollars a, a ounce, just like drinks that are well put together. Yeah. So, and yeah. there's just karaoke the entire time. It's it's kind of a cool place. We went there last Monday when Molly Hartzell, right before Molly Hartzell moved to New York. Bye, Molly. Yeah. That a, amazing bundle of energy, Molly Hartzell. So much fun. The best. She's... We're going Mo- to miss Molly Hartzell. But I bet she'll crush it up there in New York. She's, She's working for SNL. Oh, well, then, yeah, she will. She's going to, like... I think she's like a personal assistant or something like that. That's awesome. And she's going to get like, is she, I'm not sure what she's doing with her. She's, is she like a PA for like, I picture her, do you ever, have you seen SNL recently? Uh, bits and pieces. I don't know if I've actually watched the whole episode, but. I, you know, AD Bryant? Yeah. Yeah. I picture Molly and AD Bryant <clears throat> being like best fucking friends. Yeah, I can see that. I can see the. Yeah. Just that hap they both have that happy energy to them. Yeah, I, I can see, like, the... I imagine they could... <clears throat> They'd be the kind of people you have to, like, all right, guys, let's... We're going to the bar. We're going to keep everything cool. <laughs> yep. I figured they could take it up too far, but, yeah, that'd be fun. Well, it's not like the, the 90s SNL when you got, like, Chris Farley and Adam Sandler doing coke off of the, each other's dicks. <laughs> I mean, tell me you wouldn't pay to watch it, though. Oh, 100%. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least someone gets to see Chris Farley's dick. <laughs> he couldn't. Yeah, that was the <clears throat> joke. I was just, I was co-signing. Yeah. Dude, so Chris Farley's last days were insane. Oh, yeah. Like, he hosted SNL, like, two months before he died. Yeah, and then apparently put on, like, what, 35 pounds in two months? Oh, it was bad. Like, he, uh, his voice was hoarse. It just... It wasn't good. It's a boy who knew how to party. He, he like, relapsed constantly. Yeah, Like, I he mean, was going to be clean for a bit, then he was going to be just party Chris for a while. I don't think there's ever anything but party Chris in that guy. I think that's Oh, just, 100%. Cause he, wasn't he, like, a pastor's kid? Probably. I think that's one of the quickest ways to make an interesting person. <laughs> yes, so, um... So the pastor at Crossroads, Brian Tome, 
I'm gonna make this a side note. I uh, so when I ran karaoke at Uncle Woody's, I uh, knew his daughter. Knew. I mean, like we're still like. What are you trying to say, brother? Uh, it was a questioning new. No, I, um, his daughter used to come to my gig all the time, and yeah, I t- murdered. No, like she would come to karaoke all the time, <laughs> and I uh, told Zach Wyckeff about that. Who like goes to Crossroads regularly? <laughs> I think he asked like, "What's she like?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's right. I used to yell at her all the time for dancing on the tables." <laughs> Yeah, uh, I have a couple friends who whose parents were were pastors, and one whose one whose dad was like the super super evangelical. Like, oh, uh, so it's like your kids are going to rebel automatically. And I mean, honestly, most of them are really fun, interesting people, and it, none of them none of them have that that piece in them anymore. It's all it's all weeded out by the time they become adults. Just, yeah. They're just, a different group of people. I mean, that's how you get like a Daniel Tosh or a, his dad's pastor. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Man. In Florida. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers need Jesus. Uh, apparently not. Apparently you just, well, I mean, if you want to make interesting kids, I guess. You got it. There you go. Oh, you got it. Where Lloyd was reaching for his booze. That's right. Fuck yeah. That's how we get, that's how we get through these episodes. Lloyd just, that's how you get through being a Bengals fan, my man. Yeah. Dude, do you see that, um, so the, the marijuana board or something like that, they were considering letting, um, being a Browns or Bengals fan. As a qualifying condition. They just rejected that. Yeah, it was never going to pass. Oh, I know, but it was, great. it was a it's, funny story. It's so great that that made it to, <laughs> like, you get, that's where you're like, all right, this democracy thing might be all right, like. <laughs> They actually got enough signatures to to make someone have to address that. Yes, that's. I like fantastic. to think there was that one person, more than likely a an actual Browns or Bengals fan, that was like, "I vote I on this one." Oh, I'm sure there was a handful of people that were like, "Oh, I want to say yes." Like, <clears throat> I found like if you, especially if you listen to like, I have a mild fascination with what people do when they get out of politics. Really? Uh, just like the people who leave young. It's kind of like people who leave the NFL young. Or like, you know, I have a buddy, a, a guy I know that was a fighter, and he was kind of in the middle of his career and just was like, no, no more shots to the head, I'm out. Really? And so I, like, a, like an Andrew Luck kind of deal? Uh, yeah, more like uh, what was a 49ers player a couple years ago. that Chris Borland? Are you t- are you talking about uh, Patrick Willis? Yeah, yeah, more like that. Like that, I know I can do something else. Yeah, like that that comfortability and, and confidence to be like, all right, I'll still. Because I mean, if you're in, in politics, your your life's made. If you're in the NFL, your life's made. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, like, you, it, well, if you succeed in the NFL, your life is made. <clears throat> well, I mean, he, I'm saying someone who was. Someone who knew, like, oh, I could ride this out for another couple of years and be worth twice what I am now. But no, I'm cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop now and then go do something else. Yeah, like uh, I'm gonna use an example. Jake Locker. He was the seventh overall pick in 2011. Was the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, and just lost the love of football. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that being hard to maintain if you're not the kind of person that's. <clears throat> I think there's people who get by playing sports and there's people who love sports and like yeah. I said the fighter I was talking about 
I think he's one of those dudes who was, he was just really good at it, but I don't know that he had the proper passion to do yeah. that. Because, like, they've been playing, like you said, like, oh, they're rookies. No, they've been playing football their entire lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, for a decade and a half, more than likely. Or probably just a decade. I mean, this is where I wish Thomas was here. Like, he, he have that insight. He played football all the way through college, everything. Did he go, where did he go to high school? Somewhere in Maryland. Oh, okay. And he came <clears> to Cincinnati? Yeah. It's fucking dope. We'll get him on next month. We'll, yeah. We'll fucking schedule better because we're... I'm a turd who can't say no to a trivia or DJ gig. No, that's making money. It is making money. It makes me... I, I, I love comedy so much. And, I, and I've always wanted to be a comedian ever since I was... Ever since I was in high school, honestly. But, like, DJing and trivia makes money. Which lets you do comedy? Yeah. So yeah, it's all towards the same dream. Yeah. It gives me bits for stand-up. Like, I have a new one that I'm working on right now. Came from a DJ gig yesterday, and I think I'm going to hammer out and hope for the best. I can't imagine that. Like I said, I was a bouncer for years at, like, a club club. Like, I mean, it was top 40, um, techno room, and a country room. and then like Really? Yeah, it's all together. Oh, that's a cool concept. And the techno room was 18 and up. I wish you, I wish you guys could see the look he just gave me. Like, oh, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. You're right. It was, <clears throat> and it was every douchey pop collar, tilted visor guy. You hitting on my girl, bruh? It was, and I just got to at any at my discretion grab them and throw them out. That's awesome. It was one of the best jobs I've ever had, <laughs> and uh, for sure the most like fulfilling of those things you don't want to admit but like you said there's always that little bit of i hope there were a lot of like you'd see people walk in the room and be like "Ooh, i hope so Ooh, i hope so (laughs) (laughs) i remember one time there's a guy who walked in and this is not a joke it sounds like it sounds like i'm being like just over the top he had his visor on upside down so it was like sticking up oh what a twat and he had sunglasses on the back of his head but he had like the yellow sunglasses on so he had two pairs of sunglasses and a visor. Oh, so he is like Guy Fieri doing an impression of himself. It was like if Guy Fieri didn't learn how to be humble. Guy Fieri's not humble. Exactly. This guy was just you know, tall, Out there. tall guy, well built, you know, pretty face, whatever. Like you could tell he thought so highly of himself. And I saw him walk in, and I just saw him throw down a credit card, and I'm like, for sure not yours. Like, you could just tell the whole vibe, the way he was. Like, he was living life out of daddy's wallet. And uh, it was was one where I I specifically remember watching him walk in and go, I really hope he does anything at all. (laughs) And he didn't disappoint. Uh, 45 minutes in, he's four Jaeger bombs deep. And the bartender walks over to, like, I was in the techno room most of the time because that was the one where you had to throw the most people out because <clears throat> they had 18 and up. and Dudes would, like... Everyone was drinking, even if they weren't drinking. Yeah, it's where the underages would go just to get their fix. And, uh, but yeah, 45 minutes in, he's four Jaeger bombs deep, and he, uh, he dropped his beer. <laughs> 
And when it splashed up, he like walked up to the lady and was like, "You handed this to me wet." Started screaming at the bartender about her handing him a beer that was wet. <laughs> it's filled with liquid. It also came out of a giant tub of beer and ice. Like he didn't. This wasn't a bartender; it's a beer tub girl. Like they had like beer tubs in the rooms, so not everyone packed up at the bar. There was like two big tubs full of ice water with what beer in it. And he starts screaming at her, and I didn't even let it escalate to a point where it was bad or anything. I just immediately was like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> and uh, even a couple of the other bouncers were like, you jumped on that one pretty quick, didn't you? I'm like, I, I did. I for <laughs> sure did. That was, that was for me. Like, I, never, I never bounced, but I do remember one guy in particular. I used to work at Ladder 19 in Clifton, and there was this one dude who would come in. I don't know if I've told you about him. But he would have, like, a different color hair every week. He was in his 50s. Have I told you about this guy? Yeah, yeah, you mentioned it, but keep going. He would, uh, so if you if you haven't listened <clears throat> to this, he would um, have different color hair, like green, purple, orange, and would come in and try and fuck all the girls. Of course. Who were, like, 18, 19, all this shit. Was he one of those, like, aggressive dancer guys, too? A hundred percent. I watched him uh, try and get at a dance circle with a bunch of girls. He tried to do the robot, and I got on the mic, and I said, I think that robot's malfunctioning. <laughs> See, that's someone who's worked in a bar too many times. All I need is a description, and I know that guy's like the aggressive dancer guy. Like, oh, I've seen a hundred of them. I, uh, I have a name for that where I see a dude in a circle. Have I told you a dude in a circle with three girls, and he's dancing like kind of at the same pace that they are? I call it the may I stick my penis inside you. Um, so we used to call them skin tags. <laughs> Elaborate. Um, just a thing that's hanging on you don't really want. <laughs> it was always like the guy that would go just, like, just start dancing on a group of girls. And they're all looking at him like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? So uh, the balance would be like skin tag by Booth too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So I mean, that was, that was our term for guys like that. That's one of my favorite things about being a DJ is you have an excuse to be there. Right. I I would not have ever gone to that place. Oh, I wouldn't have gone to Uncle Woody's as a fucking 25, 26-year-old dude, but I did it because I worked there. I don't know that I'd go to a place called Uncle Woody's anyway. But... It's a shithole. But fun times. But <clears throat> Seems like a nice way to meet a Catholic priest. <laughs> or a, a mega church pastor's daughter. See, shout out Mariah Tome. She's actually pretty cool. Um, so, um, that's that. So uh, we're gonna get actually we're gonna get the ad reads out of the way pretty quickly because I gotta do this. Get to stepping. Um, we're gonna. Do you wanna do the chewy dick pills last? Yeah, that's fine. All right. So we usually do this. All right. So as a true football fan, you already know, just as just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep whoever he signs with in the game. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron players put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same with my bookie? The, the NBA season is in full swing, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. My bookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro or and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sportsbook on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. Pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come through, the rewards will be huge. 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 Uh, 
Why, man? Oh, there. I don't know. There we go. <laughs> that right. took a little bit. That took a little bit. You weren't. Well, you didn't move from behind the pop screen for the first couple, so I can yeah. look at the top half. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain. My bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. Best part is, if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. Double it. Double. That's right. If you put in one thousand dollars, they'll give you one thousand dollars. That's double your initial deposit. So. You can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code CHAIR to act, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR, chair to double your cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get, you get paid. paid. Get paid. All right, second one. First of all, we like to thank, I haven't done this yet, but we like to thank our sponsors at Armchair All Americans who have been just helping us out, giving us. The opportunity to do this, we it's fantastic. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. That's, I mean, two you know, two guys just sitting in a in a kitchen at a table, getting to do something that they find fun, and people yeah, get to be and just get by. to bullshit with each other. And we've been get we've been getting better at bullshitting with each other because oh. like we just do it for a little like we just it seems like it flies by. Oh yeah, it, 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 the past few have been so effortless and yeah, and fun. I love effortless bullshit sessions. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, I think. The initial few, like, we just didn't know each other as well. Yeah. But once we kind of get a little feel for how each other does things and the sense of humor, it, I think it's been really fun lately. It's been fun, and man. And so I appreciate the shit out of them sponsoring the show. and, and Yeah, and giving us a shot. and Letting and us do our thing. Not only, not only um, us, but, like, the new Nasty Boys and every yeah, other so podcast. Many, so many so many podcasts around here that, that they really do help out. And uh, I appreciate that. I, I really, we all do. I'm, I'm always a big fan of anyone who's willing to to help people try and do something they love. So I just had a new podcast idea come up uh, not too long ago before I do my next ad read. So I um, I substitute teach part-time. Yeah. And so many comedians have done that. So I'm going to like try and – this is just an idea I had. But if you're on – if you think this is a good idea, I might go for it. But um, – comedians who have substitute taught we can talk about their life and stand up and talk about like education and stuff like that and like their experiences like working with kids and all that stuff uh yeah no i i like the idea uh, but also a lot of other comics have cool like different jobs yeah i think anyone who's maybe just broaden it out instead of just comics who've done that just take like anyone in entertainment what else do you do like what do you yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> kind of the idea because like com- comedians so many Pretty much every comedian that we know has a day job. Yeah. And they range all over the place. Yeah. Like, I DJ, I uh, substitute teach, I host trivia. Yeah, I think you could you could definitely make that very, very fun. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. So, speaking of a blast, that segue made absolutely no sense. Support for Armchair comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're, as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Oh, that's nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR. 
Did you say that too, Lloyd? Yeah. All right, cool. At manscaped.com, always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. We did that, and now we're going to talk about the chewy dick pills. Yeah, yeah. Guys, remember the guys. Remember the days when you were always ready to go. Ah, oh, don't I? Guys, let's talk about sex. Good sex. I said that with a very like Barry White tone to my voice. It was like Barry White meets Mister uh, Mister Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> I didn't because I didn't really. I was just, I didn't really grow up on Barry White, so I didn't really know what his music was. Then I heard a song of his. And the first, and I kind of listened to a track. The first word I heard, I swear to God, was "yeah." I'm like, "All right, Barry." It's your first, your Just last, like, your everything. My first experience with Barry White was "yeah." The bad, bad man. He was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Uh, If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Um, Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Don't you hate that awkwardness, Lloyd? Oh yeah, your neighbor walking by like, oh, see so your dick don't work? No, discreet package. <laughs> hey, neither does mine. Have a good day! Discreet packaging, I have no idea. Yep, they're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, um, we've got a special deal for our listeners Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code, ARMCHAIR. Armchair. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code, ARMCHAIR, Armchair. to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. So, if you guys, uh, I'm going to let you a little behind the, behind the curtain here. Uh, Alex usually... Will like move his arm around <laughs> or just point at a chair to remind me which one is which. <laughs> and uh, I don't need that for the blue chew one anymore <laughs> because of the severe trauma of having my, <laughs> of having my seventeen year old daughter read the ads a few, uh, a few episodes. I was back. just thinking about that while I was doing that. She still has those screenshots on her phone, probably oh, for sure. And I like she asked me multiple times for the link, so I know she had like people listen to it. Oh no, shit. Yeah. That's and awesome. It, I remember every beat of that so well. <laughs> I remember losing my mind, laughing as obnoxiously as I usually do. Uh, but her friend and... Who was the other person in the room? Uh, her friend Emily. Her friend Emily and it was the adult in the room. Oh, Sarah. Sorry. Sarah. Sorry. They were both red-faced. Oh, yeah. They were both like... Emily literally she had tears in her eyes. Like <laughs> I was thrilled watching that. Uh, oh, but at the same time it was wonderful. 
I honestly would listen to a podcast of just you and Lily the whole time. <laughs> Why do you watch a 17-year-old girl be mean to a guy 10 years older than her? Because I'm her dad. Yeah. I sh- to, again, still Chad Daniels on. I sharpen that stick. I know how it pokes. I, yeah. I love watching it happen. And The thing with her, she's never off. No, she nails it. That's what I'm saying. Like it, It's proud papa moment over and over because she'll say something. And I'll be like, God damn, that was good. Like, I'm proud. Like, there's a lot of times she'll say just the perfect thing. It's the, it's just the best thing there is. Like, there's a, a picture on Lloyd's fridge <laughs> that's it's colored in all nice. It has an owl on it, but the reading says, "Eat a goddamn bag of dicks." Read the read what she wrote. I know, cause you're gay, love your daughter. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. No, she's she's great. Uh, <clears throat> I remember we were at Target and uh, going through the checkout line, and the, the lady's just like babbling on at Lily, <laughs> like not to Lily, but at Lily. Oh like, just boy! Ba 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 ba. And then she was like, "But I don't do any of that stuff. I don't drink. I don't even like people who who use curse words." And Lily was like, oh, "I bet you're blasted parties." <laughs> and then just turned and walked over to Starbucks, and I was like, "God damn it, she's." <laughs> So just whoever said she was invited to parties. <laughs> I mean, whether she is or isn't, it's a great insult. Like, it's a great insult. Bet you're a blast at parties, and then just turn. It and got walk. to the point where I was just like looking at Lily. I'm like, we're cool, right? <laughs> she will. She will make you question it something. Like she a hundred percent did. Uh, there, like me and her will go back and forth like that all night when she's like when when she's actually like chilling in for a night. And uh, by the end of the night, every once in a while, I'm like, we, we're good, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, we're fine. I hope so. Because she's never off. Yeah, her with, uh, watching her with Colin Rand was <laughs> wonderful. How long has she been like that? Uh, forever. Really? I mean, she had a little stint where she kind of like veered away and tried to get like very, like, Put together, but she gave up. But she still just, she skipped being a junior. She's graduating this year. Has she decided where she's going to school? Not yet. Uh, She just filled out a app for Wright State, University of Dayton, a handful of other places, a couple in Florida. Let's go fucking Flyers. She's she's on the ball with it, man. uh, You love to see it. So it's not like I'm like, oh, we should buckle down and do something. I, I can't complain. Like I said, she... Went from being a sophomore to a senior off of just her test results. They were like, yeah, you don't need to keep doing this. That's insane. Yeah. Skipping, like, I understand skipping first grade, maybe second grade. <clears throat> she outscored all of their AP seniors at the school as a sophomore. Yeah. So, so I mean, what what can I say? Like, oh, get it together. No, she's, she's crushing it at everything she has to do. Of course. She's a... a 17 year old makeup guru already like <clears throat> adult friends of mine have gone to her and asked questions like how do you do this how do you do that she okay. just whatever she wants to do if she puts even a, a half-ass effort into it she's great at it so i couldn't be happier and the fact that she's funny too is just the best it's like that's my daughter and i'm yes. proud it's icing on the on the on the cake she's the best thing ever fuck yeah you love to see it Speaking of the best thing ever, our Bengals. 
What the fuck happened last week? Who? Everyone day. Yeah, everyone day. Yeah. We were going to review the the Super Bowl. We can. You want to talk about the Super Bowl for a little bit? Uh, yeah, we can do a quick recap. And then... So, the Chiefs are champions. They are. I So, at the beginning of the season, <clears throat> I thought that Patrick Mahomes was going to regress a little bit because of the Tyreek Hill distraction. And he did for a little bit. But then at the end of the season, especially the playoffs, he took the fuck off. I think that is the exact... Like that dialed-in Dan Marino under-pressure kind of player. He is, like, he's everything you want in a quarterback. Yeah, he's, the harder that pressure gets. The better he is. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not the cold that cracks, he's the one that turns into diamond. Like, he just, that pressure makes or breaks him. He's got so much around him, he's got arguably one of the best tight ends in the NFL and Travis Kelsey. Go Bearcats. Also one of the prettiest human beings alive. Mahomes? Kelsey. <laughs> Dude, you see that uh um the victory speech that Travis Kelsey gave? No. He was no he was lit off his ass. He was like drinking from the Lombardi trophy. <laughs> no, I just I saw a picture of him and his girlfriend not too long ago and I was just like He's a football player, of course he's a handsome man. What? Some aren't. Alright. I understand some aren't. But then you have the fat, one of the fastest wide receivers in the NFL, in yeah. Tyreek Hill, who insanely caught up to his running back after he ran for a 91-yard touchdown earlier this year. Yeah, some of those guys, they remind you every once in a while. Like, they're just, they're different. It's like them. watching Sonic. Yeah. It, 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 it's like his legs are going, his legs are just going like twice the speed of any other person's legs. Yeah, it's, he's an absurd, absurd. He's an specialist. absurd physical talent. I and again, I come from like more of a fighting background where, yeah, you, know, you can kind of neutralize certain parts with your brain and blah, and then there's just people that are physically able to do shit you can't. Exactly, and, and that's what Tyree Kill is. That's what Patrick Mahomes is. <clears throat> My bold prediction about Tyree Kill or uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be the guy in five years that everyone's sick of. Like, goddamn, fuck the Kansas City Chiefs for winning all the time. Oh, you mean he's going to be Tom Brady? Exactly. He's going to be Tom Brady. It's like, goddamn it, the Chiefs won the goddamn Super Bowl again. You know what else I think is, is a physical specimen like that? Chase Young. We'll get to that. I agree. I agree. He's the best player in the draft. We'll get to that. All right. We will get to that. All right, so I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Super Bowl, Chiefs. Super Bowl, He's the Chiefs. Be the guy everybody's sick of for winning. Exactly. I think the Chiefs are going to be good for a while. I think I'm pro- I'm I'm just happy for them. They well, I, they won their first. I think they won their first Super Bowl in like 50 years. And Andy Reid getting a win was nice. That was awesome. Well, so I was reading like post Super Bowl articles. I read this article that said uh, the real winners of the Super Bowl in Miami were the strip clubs. Oh, I bet. I saw – there was a picture I saw. I'm going to have to show you this. The floor was covered in dollar bills. Oh, yeah. It was it was insane. I, I can't imagine what that's like. Imagine if you were just like the stripper. Like strippers were walking on dollar um, bills. Oh, I, be, I bet you like – 
this isn't probably not the thing most people want to think of, but I bet you Super Bowl weekend has got to be like prostitute and stripper Christmas. Oh, <laughs> like think oh. of how many dudes like probably get together with their buddies and rent a hotel room to go to Super Bowl. Not just that, rich people That's who can afford a ten thousand dollar ticket. Right, and then you know the nice room at the hotel and the this and that away from the wife and blah blah blah. Oh, a hundred percent. I just I my brain processes that when I think about like what it takes to have a Super Bowl in a city. Like this is the picture I saw. Like the, the picture I decided was Post Malone with a cardboard box, Bud Light of dollar bills. That was a Bud Light payment for one of his sponsorships. He yes, just got it all it in ones. Dude, look, fucking look at that. Yeah, it's so it's absurd. unbelievable. It's so absurd. They were it. It was unbelievable. I think they said it was like twenty five thousand dollars or whatever his his uh, payment from Bud Light was in one dollar bills. Yeah, he asked him to do it in ones, <laughs> just as a what, just like being silly. And they were like, absolutely. That's unbelievable because Bud Light can do that. Yeah. Which side note, I had Bud Light seltzer for the first time last night. Not bad. Did you make the post Malone face? The giant smile. Not bad. It's it tasted like White Claw if it had a slight hint of Bud Light in it. They <laughs> somehow made it work. I I have never. I don't think I've ever drank a, a seltzer with alcohol in it. Oh no, I drank what was vodka. High highball maybe oh, something like that. But uh, no. Good on them. Like. Yeah, it out. you're a fucking rock star. I mean, I mean, if you what are your <laughs> thoughts on Post Malone? If you don't like Screw Post Malone, you don't like fun. He's a fun dude. I heard he was like hanging out at Bun, just hanging out with people at, when he performed at Bunbury. Yeah. God damn it! I would have. I've. Ne- I've I would love to see so Post Malone. I, I went down and saw him when he was here. How was he? Great. And he was out like walking around beforehand, just like <clears throat> two or three guys with him that kind of were like. Don't be dicks. And yeah, yeah, you need that. And but he really didn't have to. Like people were actually pretty cool. I was I was surprised by that. Like it wasn't like a long time that he was out. But he walked around and got like uh, uh, he talked to some guy and the guy was like, "Oh, you gotta try the pear." Some I guess they had the pear cider like they have at uh, Bruaha at one of the things. Oh yeah. And man. he was like, "Oh yeah, cool." And he went over and got that. And then he just walked around with his Bud Light in his hand, his little cup, just being a dude. And then just disappeared back to wherever he came from. You love to see that. And. I don't know. There's guys like that that I. I don't care if I like their music or not. I happen to like Post Malone's music, but I happen to like it too. Guys are just fun. Like, I get. T- I, I I'm real real over like people be like the music snobs. Right? Like, oh, he just uses auto tune. But oh no, you caught him. You're the one that figured out the riddle. Yeah, he does. He doesn't give a shit. He's not there to be. This hyper technical, whatever you know, he's not a Kendrick Lamar. He's not a, but he knows what he is. He's fun. He is enjoying. He's a f- who gives like he's not hurting anyone, right? He's not just like we've said multiple times with Nickelback. I mean, if you don't like them on the radio, change the station, or just don't listen to radio. I haven't in over ten. I years. mean, I have to keep up with the Hot 100 charts for DJing and shit. But no, no, no I, I get why. I just I don't. Yeah, I can't. But. Posty's fun. I'm a, I'm a, I'm on board with him. Yeah, and he, he he's all about bringing up people, putting people on tracks that are like up and coming. And what I, he did whole... a track on his newest album with Future and Halsey. I have listened to that one over and over. Yeah, uh, that whole album's fun. 
It's fun. It's so much. I liked beer bongs and Bentleys a little better. I did too. I mean, I, I think that just is the curse of someone on tour perpetually. Yeah. Is that you don't really get a chance to like sit down and like just hammer out an album. Yeah, you probably just don't spend as much time and effort working. I think the same thing with comics that like rush to have that special every year for a while. That's why a lot of Netflix specials are like, I was disappointed by that. But it's just that trying to get one out a year or whatever, or we're trying to keep up with like that Louis pace or the... Or the Chappelle pace. Yeah. <clears throat> Which you just... That's not what you're supposed to do. That's why, like, Bill Burr, where they were like, oh, you should probably pull one out. And he was like, no, I'm going to take a while, and I'm going to make the... Like, for Paper Tiger, he actually waited, because he wasn't he just, as some... happy with the one before. So he was like, I'm going to make sure I like it before we do it. Yeah. I appreciate that. I love that. So, um, we, were t- we were alluding to this earlier. This is the last thing. Well, well, we haven't really discussed the Bengals that much, or much at all. No, we really haven't. We really haven't. Let's get to that, shall we? Let's do it. Number one. In our theme song, we uh, mentioned different players. Yes, we did. You're on the Chase Young train. I am. I'm on the Joe Burrow train. I All right, so let me explain my, my position. Okay, so you were saying that the before the podcast, you were saying that the Bengals should trade the picks. Yes, Miami has three first-round picks. But you also can't do that and also get Chase Young. Yes, you can. How? Because there's a bunch of people who are wanting to trade up. Even after Joe Burrows, there's a handful of people that people want. If you, I think if they work their trades just right. Now, I was, I was actually just going over this like before you came over. Okay. And I, there's a handful of scenarios where I think that they could trade out and then trade. Trade the spot and then trade the spot. Because the needs of the handful of teams at the top aren't all the same. So I think if they work their trades well. Because the Giants and the Redskins, who I believe are two and th- – no, the the Redskins, Lions, and Giants. Right. Like None of them need a quarterback. Right. None of them do. So I think if they traded Miami for all three picks – Swap one of those picks plus a second round or a third round or something for a slightly higher pick. You, I mean, you have the currency then to throw away a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? If you trade it up to where you could get Chase Young. I get to see them potentially trading the highest pick or the second highest pick for one high enough to get Chase Young. Maybe even still potentially get a to a... I can never say to that. attack of the low? Yes. And then... I'm not in love with him. I think he is a Drew Brees. He is a... Uh, uh, Seahawks. Uh, Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson type. Like, he's that, that guy. Deadly accurate? Watching them play and watching all these highlights... Like, I spent the past two hours just going over like... Highlight. I think he's more of a Drew Brees, to be honest. Because... Um, Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson has more of a deep ball than Drew Brees does. I would disagree with that. Drew well, Brees has more passing yards than anyone. Well, true. But Russell... Russell has that big arcing cannon He That's style. what I meant. He's got that, like... Drew Brees has that... Russell Wilson will throw numbers. a 40-yard pass 60 yards in the air. 
Right, where Drew Brees will throws pull it line in. drives. That's his deep ball. Drew Drew Brees will do it fifteen yards from the ground, just high enough that no one's going to hit it, and cannon it sixty yards and smack somebody in the fucking numbers dead run. That's to me. That's a Drew Brees deep ball. Right. But he can do it sixty fucking yards. How 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 deep you want? To... Yeah. Very, okay, I'll give you that. You know what I mean? Like, do I want an eighty yard pass? Like, I'm not, it's not. I think uh, Russell Wilson's look better. I think Drew Brees are yeah. more effective. I agree with that. So that's what I look. at. That's and I see. You know, some of those games, where he was, he threw some fucking missiles at people. Oh, of course. He, that's what Drew Brees does. Well, I'm, uh, uh, to a tag... Tagovailoa? Tagovailoa. I want to say Viola for some reason. Tagovailoa. I still think I'm saying that wrong. But, uh... <clears throat> and then the added thing... Now, when I was figuring out where who was picking what... You also get Isaiah Simmons if you play the, if they played their cards absolutely. Who right. is... Maybe the best DB in the, in the draft. Okay. But there's so few people at that top that are going to go that route. Is like, he a corner or is he a safety? Both. And he's played oh. defensive end. I think I and heard he's that. played linebacker. Oh, so he's just a defensive juggernaut. Yeah. He might be my if I was to pick a if I was to make a draft board, he'd be in my top five. Without question. Like not no question he'd make top five. I think, maybe top three. I think being a Bengals fan has like kind of pigeonholed me towards the only two people I know in the draft are Joe Burrow and Chase Young. Uh, honestly, and to uh, Tagovailoa and the I other said, quarterbacks. I'll put it this way: and Jalen Hurts. How many times have we had a, a quarterback? Or how many times have we seen a quarterback that had one amazing college season? A Brady Quinn. Let's he bring had him an amazing senior year. Le- and I agree with that. And that's why. And that's why personally, I was against Dwayne Haskins last year. I, I agree. Yeah. Granted, he started off poorly, kind of picked up. My point being is, and I hope this is where Duke Tobin's brain is, the the player personnel guy for the Bengals, go with the best guy in the draft. Don't go for the need first. Also, realize that we have that back pocket of Andy Dalton for a trade. Andy Dalton's worth nothing up front to anyone as a trade. Now, whatever team doesn't get what they need in the draft, all of a sudden he becomes a big blue chip in your pocket. Because this right? is the last year of Andy Dalton's contract. Right. So, And they've also said they're they're willing to help him out with whatever. But if you wait until a team that's desperate for a quarterback. Chicago. Or let's say you trade. Right. Well, right now, it's crazy to think about. I, I'm going to say this for the first time in almost 20 years. New England is kind of desperate for a quarterback because Tom Brady is on his way out. All right, so here's my my crazy dream scenario. If you're if you say what I I have thought this past week, go for it. Tom Brady comes here for his last. I yeah, I had thought I had that thought too. It wouldn't be out of the round, and you know it would not. The Patriots love what Cincinnati does with personnel. Like they definitely Bill Belichick was like. Before the Patriots game, before the Bengals-Patriots game, Bill Belcher was like, those guys know what they're doing. He might be Duke Tobin's biggest fan. <laughs> really? He's said multiple times, like, that might be the best team at drafting. He's, Bill Belichick said that about the Bengals. I, I think Cedric Agwehi, um 
a, lo- a lot of players would like to have a word with him. Billy Price would like to have a word with him. Well, I'm saying that like the not being, not buying into hype, not making choices because they're what the public wants, but drafting the best player they can get. Yeah, I mean, like think back to all these teams were like, "Oh, Ray Mallory, we're not gonna blah blah blah," and they pick him up for a discarded uh, for the, they moved down to. The, they basically just had a throwaway, and they picked up Ray Malugu was. He was a second round pick in '09. Right, but he how how well did he play versus what they projected? And they got he a was better... a solid player for years, and that's what you that's what you want out of a pick like that. So that's what I'm saying is I think Duke Tobin's propensity to go for the best guy. I think if they work the trades right, trade out all three to Miami for the first round pick. Trade one to Chicago for Dalton. There's a lot. Andy Dalton has like five potential destinations. Right, but I'm just saying, think if they got that pick as well, then Wait. you get uh, what's his name from Texas, uh, John Johnson, whatever that left tackle. That's maybe uh, if he doesn't go in the top ten, that's robbery. Again, I'm gonna have to pay atten- more attention to the draft than Joe Burrow and Chase Young. I'll have to look into it next month. I'll I'll come prepared next time because I've been so. <clears throat> There's a guy in, in, I think, Houston. Maybe Houston. Um, but he's played – he might be the highest-ranked left tackle in the draft. But he's also played guard. He's also played center. I mean, he, he kind of played fullback for a handful of plays. Okay. He's just a he's just a dude who gets how to do that. Fuck yeah. You <clears throat> like that. So, that's what I'm, I'm – I'm wanting to – fuck the hype train. I don't care – about a Heisman Trophy. I don't care who's the projected first round. I want the best. Pick the best. I guarantee, like, the way that Chase Young has played, there's no doubt in my mind that guy goes to the Pro Bowl five years He is Miles Garrett. Yeah, if not He's better. Julius Peppers. If not better. I mean, I'd put him up there with any of them. Okay. I see your <clears throat> point. And honestly, I saw this on our slash Bengals post. I will be happy with either. I will too. And it, like I said, it kind of depends on how how things pan out. Like, what offers do we get? Because the combine hasn't even happened yet. Right, and there's always going to be those guys who show up there where you're like, oh yeah, this guy was really awesome, we just didn't notice. Yes. Um, there's a kid from Tennessee that, as a tight end, he wasn't in a system that used him... As a, 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 you know, they kind of had a guy Decent to block. potential. Well, they, you know, they used one guy to block and one guy to catch and then kind of, but he can do both. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's very like uh check kind of uh, versatility like that. I that, still, I've seen his name so many times and I still can't spell it. But, uh, you know, I mean, you could potentially get him in the second round. Okay. Well, which is crazy to think about because I don't know if you remember this, but the Bengals did draft a tight end in the second round last year, and it seems like that was a waste of a pick. We haven't seen what happens with the like. Uh, Yeah, granted, we haven't seen much of Drew Sample, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, thing like Ryan Hewitt, whatever. uh, Ryan Hewitt, we picked up what the sixth round. I forget. I think fifth or sixth. Lord knows. And he was, if he had been utilized a little more and been a little healthier along the road, he might have he might have done something. But he was good. He was inarguably a good player. 
so I think that's where I appreciate like the way the Bengals have drafted. I think if they almost do it like in spite of how Brown runs the team. So what's worked on the seasons that we've done really well is when we went best player. There's a handful of seasons where we pick a need, and it never seems to go the best. I'm gonna. S- the last time the Bengals picked a player first overall, I forget whether he whether or not he was the best player in the draft. But Carson Palmer was he the best player in the draft? It was a see that one was one of those ones where it was very like art, uh, heated. Like there was a handful of players that came out. That yes, yeah, some of them have gone on to have better careers, but you couldn't have necessarily like last year. Uh, Bosa would have been my first, hands down, no question. San because got him. Baker Mayfield went to Oklahoma or went to Cleveland in 2018, then a quarterback who granted only played one year was drafted first overall the very next year. He did all right, right, and he'll probably do better. Yeah, like I, 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 and if the Bengals draft Joe Burrow, which I'll plead my case. I I hope that's the case. That's that's your case. No, 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 no. Like, and I was at Murphy's in Clifton, and, and I was talking with a guy who brought up a very good point. So many teams right now are drafting their quarterbacks of the future, like right. with high picks, and the Bengals keep passing on those guys consistently. So sometimes I think this represents a gamble that you have to take. If if Burroughs was like a, a run-and-gun guy a little more than he is, if he was a little more mobile on his feet, if he was a little more – if we'd seen more than one year. I mean, granted, it might be the best year someone's had. So yes. If they draft him, I'm completely in. I, 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 I think well, that you're going to support a, your guy no matter what. No, I mean, I, I think that, guy, that kid is a special talent. And if he can translate it to NFL speed, he'll be a Hall of Famer. If the Bengals can surround him with talent. Now, my other side of that argument, Chase Young, I don't care where he goes, who you put with him. He's going to dominate. He's going to dominate. And if the Bengals draft him, he's going to make an aging defensive line significantly younger. Let's say you're a quarterback and you have to worry about Geno Atkins coming at you from this side and Chase Young coming around the end. Like, he's got that, like, Chandler Jones, like, off the line, just dust people kind of movement. If just not destroy better, people. If not better. So, yeah. I, but what, uh, to me, what Burrow represents is a new beginning. And the change of culture might be exactly what the team needs. It, I, I, because I was against Dwayne Haskins last year because. A lot of the people that were gunning for Dwayne Haskins were Ohio State fans who were like, this guy's our fucking guy. He wasn't even the first quarterback taken last year. Questionably so. It should have been Dwayne Haskins, but it was Daniel Jones somehow. Well, I mean, it all goes to show that once it gets to NFL speed, some quarterbacks just don't translate. I mean, look at some of the best that have ever played. Most of them Matt Leinart. I'm saying most of them aren't first-round picks. Matt Leinart, for example. Right. He was a special talent in college. Um, Again, Brady Quinn, I brought him up earlier. Like, how good was he that uh, at the end of his college years, he was unbelievable. NFL speed just... Couldn't translate. He couldn't do it. So we've only seen one year of Joe Burrows in college. Yeah. 
where he was really excelling, arguably against a kind of weak schedule. You're also playing against a lot of the SEC, though. Well, I'm just saying, arguably, like, the the rings were a little mm, this year. There were, there definitely seemed a lot more politics than, than substance. Yeah. So I think some of the teams they played definitely didn't didn't live up to their rankings as much as they could have. And that being said, I still think that guy is I, – I just I don't want to take away from – I think Joe Burrow is a, a, an amazing talent and potential Hall of Famer if he can translate. If he can translate. That's with any first I don't pick. like the if. Sometimes I you have you. to go for that if. I, I, I get that, but I'm not a gambler in that way. I'm Neither a, is Mike Brown, and that's why people hate his guts. Well, no, he's a guy who wants to make money. Yeah. Well, and what Burrow will do, he will uh. sell tickets. He will sell mass amount of jerseys. When I went to the Browns game, I saw people in Joe Burrow LSU jerseys. Right, and again, I have no direct opposition to them drafting him. I I'll get- be happy with either Joe Burrow or Chase Young. I, I get the decision if that's what they do. I think the potential to build more of a team, more pieces to that puzzle. Well, you have an entire draft to do that. Right. That's what I'm saying is that first-round pick could be traded for three first-round picks. Yes, but you also got to keep in mind with Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow could be Zach Taylor's pro- – and i got to get going in a second, but he is Zach Taylor's project. No, Actually, I think uh, two of us more of – I think he's more in line with how the guys that have succeeded under Zach Taylor have played. A little more like that. Yeah, Joe Burrow's calm in the pocket, but it's it's also a lot of rollout, a lot of <clears throat> extending it. Where that's Tua, a lot of what the NFL is nowadays. But Tua's like, that guy who he just twitches just just enough. He like I've always loved fighters that get out of the way by an inch. Uh, it, if you're a boxing fan, there's a guy named Vasily Lomachenko who has the best footwork I've ever seen from any boxer ever. And that dude, he doesn't get hit often, and he's always almost getting hit. That's what I like. I want to see that guy who's just he can twitch enough just to get the defensive player to miss. And I saw much more of that out of Tua than I did out of Joe. So I think, argue, I think there's a toss-up between which one's better. In my in in my opinion, and I th- I think there'd be plenty of people that would make the argument minus the both health sides have good points. Well, I'm saying minus the health concerns, which are a big thing. Hip concussions, those, those are problems. For Chase Young, no, for uh, to a uh, oh yeah, tag via tag to, yeah. I'm just I'm always wary of Alabama quarterbacks. And again, maybe this is me coming from the fight world. I'm always on board with Hawaiian athletes. <laughs> uh, Domata. Well, he's Polynesian. But, okay. Uh, either way, they're very similar cultures, though. Like, if you look at Hawaiian fighters, was Manti Teo Hawaiian? Yeah, I think you. Uh, maybe I don't remember. But uh, that's a Google question. If you look I gotta at get going in like just a few minutes. If you look at Hawaiian, so we'll wrap this up. Yeah, if you look at Hawaiian fighters, they're always some of the most game people ever. Just culturally, there's a, a piece to that that I don't think. You can replicate. I was right. Manti Teo's Hawaiian. Yeah, I thought so too. But, uh, you know, fighters BJ Penn, 
Max Holloway. There's all these guys that are amazing champions that come from that and just have that I'll fight anyone, anywhere, anytime kind of. And I think that's just beat the shit out of people. And I think that's just a cultural piece. So I think I'm maybe a little more biased towards people who are fighters. I also grew up in Alabama, so yeah. I think after the last thing I'll say on Joe Burrow, the last thing I'll say on Joe Burrow after a two and fourteen season, you kind of why I would pick Burrow. You kind of need something to excite the fan base. Because I like Dalton. I've liked him his entire career. I have to. I've been... But Andy Dalton, to me, represents continuity that the Bengals don't exactly need. Because they've been trending downward ever since that playoff blow up against the Steelers. Right. And I think if you keep that continuity, it's just going to piss people off and they're just going to expect the worst. Ticket sales... That stadium will be empty the entire season if Andy Dalton's the quarterback. And I hate to say that because I love Dalton. I I can't disagree with that, but I'm also looking at it from, again, apply the business perspective to it. Do you want to pop next year for drafting the first round, the you know the the projected first pick? Or so you're basically saying, oh, we're just gonna get. We're, you're basically saying wait till next year when this year hasn't even started. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that. You have such a – there's so much potential for failure if Bro can't do as advertised. Oh, that's with any first over. Right. With any first So what pick. I'm saying is, in my opinion, a first first pick on a quarterback is always a – It's a huge gamble. Right. So I'd say go with the best guy in the draft. Try and pick up a good quarterback in there. If it doesn't Jam pan hurts. out – Yeah, I mean, there, there's actually – a handful of guys even outside of those top two that... Jalen Hurts. Right. <clears throat> but don't have the potential for the bust. Go for the go for the safety net. Go for the guy who's going to bring in jersey sales for ten years, not one. Who would be... Would Joe Burrow be the... For one year? Well, yeah. If he doesn't pan out, you got... Yeah, you got a bunch of sales next year. Chase Young, if he... Plays even remotely close to his potential... He's a, a Pro Bowler for five to ten years and a Hall of Famer, like a hundred percent. So I'm looking. Only had one Hall of Famer in their entire. Well, they've had a. I mean, To played for them for. Did To To made the Hall of Fame, right? Had to, right? I think so. But um, the only Bengals player that's made the Hall of Fame while playing for the Bengals for most of his career is Anthony Munoz. Uh, Ken Anderson got anything? I don't think so. Oh, well, that's a snub. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either, but. We should, because we're doing a Bengals podcast, but... <laughs> we're dumbasses. <clears throat> oh, well. But, uh, yeah, so, either way, I'll be happy. I either just way, think, I'll be happy. I think trading out three first-round picks for one is kind of... not a bad move. Because we but, need an offensive line real fucking bad. Jonah Williams is coming back. Okay, but he's the whole line? No, I, I get that. I've mentioned that in the past. He's not the whole line. You get a guy. You, hopefully, you get a guy in free agency. Hopefully, the bank, hopefully the Bengals embrace free agency. So let's just say we hit three first round picks when we kick, pick up that kid from Houston, who is undoubtedly a great lineman. Let's do it. So, so that debate will go on. I'm sure we'll go on again and next on month. until until draft day. And the last thing I'll say, Joe Burrow has been marketed for the past three to four months. As a future Cincinnati Bengal. Up until the last couple of weeks where he said he wants to play for a team who's committed to winning. 
that that message means one of two things. Mike Brown, get your head out of your ass, or I won't play for you. A hundred percent. Thank you. That's exactly what that means. Which of those two is like more likely to happen? Him pulling an Eli and holding Mike out? Mike Brown perpetually has his head stuck up his ass. Right. So again, I relate back to my point of let Duke Tobin do what Duke Tobin does. Draft the best player. If Joe Burrow doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. You don't want a quarterback. You can't have that change of culture with a guy who doesn't want to do it. He's not trying to push the biggest leadership you know, mentality onto everybody. If yeah. you're going to go for a change of culture, don't do a forced change of culture. If he's going to yeah. be Eli Manning about it and be like, I don't want to play for the Fuck it. Let him go. Yeah. So, I think we've got a lot to talk about in these next few months. Uh, last thing, Lloyd, do you have any plugs? I do not. I have nothing other than, uh, you know, go, uh, go to go, go, bananas. go bananas. Sam Talent's there this weekend. Holy fuck, he's hilarious. Sam Talent, I think Cam's with him, isn't he? Cam, Lee Kimbrell. Yeah, that's, that's going to be murderous shows, guys. Go, Ran go. Barnicklow is hosting. Ran's one of my favorite human beings alive. One of the best comics in the city. My old roommate. I have paintings of his on my wall. <laughs> uh, oh, no shit, you do. I do. Um, I, I've yeah. been a fan of that kid since he was a teenager. Think he's a great guy. Listen to the local podcast, New Nasty Boys, Puzzle Buddies, Rand's podcast, Rumble Lips. Rumble Lips yeah. Uh, uh, live in my fast life. Um, JTC. Oh, just the clip with yeah, Blake, Blake and, Hammond and, and Jeremy Johnson, Jeremy Johnson too, just sitting on their couches with their guts guy. out. Hilarious! Dude, follow just on Instagram if nothing else. Follow yep. it; you'll love it. Um, I, my, my main plug right now, I'm headlining, uh, the Sunday Comics Showcase at Wiley's Comedy Joint Woo! in April, on April 26th. Big Hugs Dan Seabree? Uh, he's in Columbus now. Well, I just meant. Big Hugs Dan, one of the most hogwell comics on the planet. Well, I just meant, every time I think Wiley's, I just remember, like, such a sweetheart of a. Oh, I love him. Sincerely good dude. I did an improv class with his girl, him and his girlfriend. That was a fun time. Hope to do that again soon. Um, other than that, I don't think, really think I have any plugs. Um, fuck you, NFL. <laughs> you want to do that again? Sure. All right. I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, fuck you, you NFL. NFL. We like the, the Bengals. Bengals. Woo! Why, man? Fuck you. We like the Bengals.